Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to the Daily Sun Up with the Colorado Sun. It's Wednesday, October 25th. Today, Colorado Sun political reporter Jesse Paul talks about Proposition HH, the 10-year property tax relief plan with political correspondent Sandra Fish. Jesse and fellow political reporter Brian Eason are hosting a free virtual event Thursday where Coloradans can ask questions about the highly complex ballot measure. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pinnacle Assurance, Colorado's leading workers' compensation provider. Right now, Pinnacle Assurance is offering enhanced nationwide coverage to protect businesses as they grow. From a storefront in Pueblo with a new location in Arizona to a florist in Boulder with a greenhouse in Oklahoma, Pinnacle goes where businesses grow. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. By the 1880s, American Indian autonomy had dwindled due to conquests and territorial losses, as had their ability to strike at American settlers. This led the federal government to consolidate various military outposts into larger forts. In 1887, Company A of the 18th U.S. Infantry established a camp near the South Platte River, close to Denver. Though initially called Fort Sheridan, it was eventually named Fort Logan in 1889, honoring General John Logan, who famously promoted the creation of Memorial Day. Fort Logan played a number of roles over the years. It served peacekeeping missions as a recruitment depot, a training center during both world wars, a veterans hospital, a national cemetery, and finally as a state mental health hospital. While not widely known, Fort Logan remains a long-rejuvenated symbol of dedicated service. Before we continue, another quick message. Do you or anyone you know have questions about Medicare as open enrollment begins? Join the Colorado Sun virtually on November 2nd as health reporter John Ingold speaks with panelists about everything you need to know about Medicare and helping select the right plan. The event is free, virtual, and open to the public. RSVP today and submit your questions for panelists by visiting coloradosun.com events. Next, our feature story. Jesse Paul, you have been doing all the heavy lifting on Proposition HH. So, please, who put this on the ballot and why? Well, well, thank you. I've got a lot of help from Brian Eason on this. It's super complicated. But the background here is that Proposition HH was put on the November ballot by Democrats in the legislature with a lot of help from Governor Jared Polis. And it comes into response to the rising property values across Colorado during the pandemic, which are causing property taxes to rise really quickly. So Colorado has one of the nation's lowest property tax effective rates. Uh, but because of rising property values, the payments that people are going to owe for this year that are due next year are going to go up really dramatically as much as like 40% plus if the legislature doesn't act. So what the legislature is trying to do is asking voters to lower what's known as the statewide assessment rate, which is basically a key factor in determining what you pay. You multiply that by whatever your county assessor determines your home or or business or property value is. And then that gets multiplied by the local mill rate, which is set by whatever local districts you have. So there are thousands of local districts across the state. You can be charged different amounts depending on which neighborhood you live in. But generally speaking, about half of what every property owner pays in property taxes is goes to schools, and then the rest goes to you know things like fire districts or ambulance districts, hospital districts, libraries, uh, special districts, pretty much everything you could you could think of. It just seems so complicated. 
Do you have 30 seconds in which you could explain it quickly here? That's not very fair, is it? <laughs> it, it might not be fair. So, okay, I just talked about how property taxes work, but Proposition HH is way more complicated than that. Uh, basically, what it would do is change something called the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights cap. It would let the legislature increase it uh, in order to pay back the schools and local governments that would lose out on the property taxes that they would have gotten if Proposition HH doesn't pass. Uh, it's a one percentage point year over year over year over year over 10 years increase to that. That's where your uh, Tabor refunds are coming from. So people might be familiar with those checks they got last year. The Democrats tried to rebrand the Colorado cashback. They're really just Tabor refund checks. Um, and so that would be money that would come out of that. So your Tabor refunds would go down. It's really complicated how the legislature plans on backfilling each one of these local districts who would get what, how much money people would get in Tabor refunds would be affected by this thing. Uh, to kind of talk about it in 30 seconds is really difficult. And that's why, you know, this this thing has confused a lot of voters. I encourage people to go to colorosun.com and read our explainer on it. Um, we tried to really go deep to give you everything you need to know. And I think the bottom line is, and I've been telling a lot of people this, is look, a lot of people want 30-second soundbite on ballot measure like this. But in reality, depending on economic conditions, it's going to affect you uh, way differently depending on how much money you owe um, how much money you make every year, it'll affect you differently depending on how much your house is worth, it'll affect you differently. differently. And on top of that, depending on where you live. So I, like I said, you know, property tax rates can differ from neighborhood to neighborhood, block to block. Uh, and you have to kind of understand all of those different things to be able to figure out how this measure will affect you. To be honest, you mentioned earlier that our property taxes are low. And I think most of us don't really understand them. But what I use as a measuring thing is the New York Times on Sunday compares houses in different places uh, and what their property tax is and what they're selling for and all that sort of thing. And our property taxes are always the lowest. Colorado's property taxes are low, but I think what it's important that people understand is that, you know, seniors or people who live on a fixed income or a low income weren't expecting that big jump in property taxes. So all of a sudden they're facing hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars more in payments every year. And, and while it may still be much less than what someone pays in say New Jersey where property taxes are really high, relatively speaking, it can be a big increase that people weren't paying or weren't expecting. So that's what the legislature was thinking with Proposition HH. There are two sides on this issue, trying to get us to either vote for it or for or against us. Can you tell us who they are and who their funders are. So talking about who the two groups are that are on both sides of this, I think that's really interesting. So basically, you've got Democrats and education groups on one side and, and conservative groups on the other. That's kind of the general uh, way of thinking about things. So let's talk about the, the Democratic groups first. There's a big group called the 1630 Fund, which is a national liberal political nonprofit based in Washington, D.C. that funds all kinds of initiatives all over the country. They're really funding uh, Proposition HH, the group supporting it. They've given a lot of money to it. This is a group we call a, a dark money group because they don't have to disclose their donors. Uh, the National Education Association, which the teachers union is part of uh, this, another group called, I think it's Education Reform Advocacy Now. Another dark money group is funding this. We've got a, a nonprofit linked to Jared Polis that's funding this. Um, and then a handful of local groups have poured money in as well. So that's the pro side. The anti side of this is almost exclusively funded by conservative dark money group called Advanced Colorado Action, which is a group that has uh, really big influence on all kinds of conservative issues in Colorado. They're, for, they're funding the No on HH campaign to 
the tune of more than a million dollars. Um, and that's, you know, the, by far the majority of, of what that group is spending. You've probably seen their mailers. They've been on TV. Uh, they might be infiltrating your Netflix watching. These these are the two sides that, that are kind of trying to influence your vote on this to get your their message across. I also, I've seen some of this, this messaging and I feel like there is some disingenuous stuff going on out there. And, and for each side, what's the most disingenuous thing they're saying out there? So my advice to voters from a 10,000 foot point of view is that anytime there's a number involved with uh, Proposition HH of claim about how much money it's going to save you or how much uh, your, your Tabor refunds might be affected, take that with a major grain of salt because every aspect of Proposition HH is affected by economic conditions. And so no one really knows what's going to happen in the next year, five years, 10 years, uh, as long as this thing is, is supposed to be in effect. And so they're they're guessing, they're giving you your, their, their best guess. And so take that with a grain of salt, uh, you know, learn the initiative, plug in some of the numbers. That'll be your best way of determining who's maybe telling the truth, who you should believe. There's estimates on the left, uh, on the more liberal side that, that are, are uh, more gratuitous toward Proposition HH. And then there are ones on the conservative side that are more um, conservative, frankly, right? Like, like they are painting kind of a more negative picture toward this. So that's part one. Part two, uh, you know, there, there are three or four common claims that are made with this that are really misleading. The number one is that Proposition HH is going to eliminate your Tabor refunds forever. That's not true. Uh, Proposition HH, the longer it's in effect, there's a larger chance that you will not get Tabor refund check in a given year the longer that Proposition HH is in effect. But will it outright eliminate your Tabor refunds forever? No. Only the economy can, can really decide whether or not that's going to happen. And Tabor refund checks are supposed to go away even for the next three years at least. Uh, that's as far out as the legislature's nonpartisan staffers project out uh, economic conditions. So at least for the next three years, we don't expect it to happen. If it does happen, even under the opponents of this bill, uh, of this measure, they don't think it's going to happen You know, for 10 plus years. So keep that in mind, for instance. Eventually, you know, again, the longer that this is in effect because of the one percentage point increase in the Tabor cap over time, the higher chance there is that there won't be Tabor refunds. So that's number one. Number two is that opponents of this oftentimes like to say that this is a property tax increase. That is not true. Your property taxes will be less if Proposition HH passes than if it, if it doesn't. That being said, your property taxes are not going to go down from what you have been paying. And again, like I said, property values have been going up. So you're going to have to pay more anyways. This is just kind of limiting what the increase is. So it's a decrease on the increase. So keep that in mind. It is not an overhaul increase. This does not raise your taxes. This is simply seeking to blunt the, the, the rise in them. And then there's a bunch of unfair comments that are being made from the proponents of this. One of the things that they've been saying is that Proposition HH uh, preserves your Tabor refunds. Actually, it doesn't. By definition, it diminishes your Tabor refunds. Again, by raising the Tabor cap, by taking that money away from the money that would have had to be refunded anyways, you're going to get less dollars over time. And there's an increased risk in the long run that you won't get a Tabor refund. Um, and they've also made claims about how effective this would be in terms of reducing your property taxes. And in reality, those are based off of some really big political assumptions because Proposition HH does something called impose a truth and taxation uh, measure on local districts, not schools, again, which make up half of your property taxes, but other local districts. Uh, 
have a truth in taxation cap, which means that they can only charge you uh, an increase, a year-over-year increase that's equivalent to inflation. But they can override that by holding a public hearing and taking a vote on it. So there's big assumptions that are being made by the pro-HH people in terms of how this would affect your property taxes, because they assume that a lot of districts are going to adhere to this cap. And I think it really depends on what part of the state you live in. If, if you live in a more liberal part of Colorado, there's probably a chance that they are going to exceed that cap. If you live in a more conservative part, they might adhere to that cap, uh, that inflation cap each year. So take all that stuff into account. Be really skeptical as a voter about the things that are being said on both sides. And again, there's a kernel of truth in some of the economic projections on it, but it, but but no one knows really what's going to happen with the economy in future years. So So be cautious. Oh my gosh, it is so complicated. On Thursday night, Jesse, you and Brian are going to be on the hot seat. Tell us what people can look forward to if they want to spend an hour thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I mean, unlike any other measure I've probably covered in Colorado history, this is the one where you really want to do your homework. And, you know, each election cycle, as a political reporter, I'm sure you run into this two fish. No friends and family will call and say, hey, how should I vote on this measure? How does this thing work? And uh, we figured, look, you know, we're not going to tell you how to vote on anything. That's not our job. But we can walk you through the details of this really complicated thing. And so on Thursday night, if you want to have questions, if you if you want to figure out more about this, if you want to hear me you know, talk about it again, this will be an opportunity to, to get your questions answered. Um, we're going to do our best. Obviously, it's really complicated. And Brian and I are... are done a lot of work to try and make ourselves kind of pseudo experts on the measure. Uh, but we want to be there to kind of help you understand what this is from a nonpartisan perspective to give you just, you know, just the basics, the facts on it, uh, answer some questions maybe about some of that uh, misleading stuff that's been out there. Find details about it and register to attend at callersun.com slash events. And we'll also post something on YouTube afterwards. So you can maybe see if you can't make it to the event for whatever reason, um, starts at six thirty, then you can hop up over onto YouTube and see what what other questions you know your fellow Coloradans had and how we answered them. You've done a lot of great work, the two of you, and we've got a lot more stories about HH that really go into depth and explain it on ColoradoSun.com. So thanks a lot for taking the time, Jesse. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you soon. Happy voting. You can read more at ColoradoSun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. The Bureau of Reclamation is keeping the option open to use reservoirs, including Blue Mesa in Colorado, to stabilize Lake Mead and Lake Powell if their water levels fall dangerously low. The rules that govern how water is stored and released at Lakes Mead and Powell, the two largest reservoirs in the Colorado River Basin, are set to expire in 2026. Federal officials are leading a multi-year effort to establish new rules, Colorado water officials had argued for the feds to take Blue Mesa and its two sister reservoirs, Navajo and Flaming Gorge, off the negotiating table. Health insurance premiums for people who buy coverage on their own are set to increase by nearly 10% next year. That's slightly less than insurance companies had requested, which has Governor Jared Polis's administration touting the number as a win for consumers. The rates, announced Monday, apply only to a small number of Coloradans. About half of Coloradans get their health insurance through work. Only about 7% of Coloradans, meanwhile, purchase insurance in the individual market, where consumers buy plans without help from an employer. Jenna Ellis, a Colorado attorney and prominent conservative media figure, pleaded guilty Tuesday to a reduced charge over efforts to overturn Donald Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia. Ellis is the fourth defendant in the case to enter into a plea deal. 
She was a vocal part of Trump's re-election campaign in the last presidential cycle and was charged alongside the Republican former president and 17 others with violating the state's anti-racketeering law. Ellis was sentenced to five years of probation and must pay $5,000 in restitution, serve 100 hours of community service, write an apology letter to the people of Georgia, and testify truthfully in trials related to her case. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. The Colorado Sun is nonpartisan and completely independent. We're always dedicated to telling the in-depth stories we need today more than ever. And the Sun is supported by readers and listeners like you. Right now, you can head to coloradosun.com and become a member, starting at $5 per month for a basic membership, and if you bump it up to $20 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive politics and outdoors newsletters. Thanks for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow.